Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. 
We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip but he really couldn't devour him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. Hey, uh, we are getting everything live, getting prepared for my guy, Nick Patrick, and everything set up here. Um, all right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Episode 387. This is Chris Featherstone. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are live and living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. We're live, pal. As... Um, uh, Jim Ross would say, good old JR, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. So, just got finished talking to Nick. Um, we he's about to come right on the line. He was on the line, he dropped off, about to come back on, waiting for him to come on. As soon as uh, he comes on, we are ready to go. And there he is, ladies and gentlemen, we are ready to go. This is episode 387. Like I said, all hands on deck. What's up, the leader? What's up, Brandon? As the PMP Nation rolls in. Uh, we're going to talk about one of my favorite. Um, actually, I think this is really 
I had a conversation with a couple of good friends about this uh, a few weeks ago, actually right after SummerSlam. And we were talking, we, we talked, I said this on the show before, we talked like for like three, three and a half hours after SummerSlam. And we were just getting into some really good conversations. And uh, one of the questions uh, one of us posed was, um, what's your favorite wrestling moment? Uh, and I said, for me, hands down was, uh, well, you have my favorite wrestling match was staying beating Ric Flair, Great American Bass, 1990. That was my favorite match. Uh, but my favorite feel-good moment uh, was certainly 1992, um, Ron Simmons defeating Vader. Uh, and, I mean, that that moment, I mean, what, 17 years later? Uh, to, the, to the month, actually happened this month. Uh, 17, uh, 20, uh, 27 years ago, 1992, 27 years ago, it happened to the month. And I mean, there was just even, even 27 years later, I remember it happening then 27 years ago. And even to this day, there's still something that just, I mean, the little kin of me just still just comes <laughs> just, it, it's, it's just, Still such an amazing, amazing moment. Uh, Definitely my my biggest feel-good moment of all time. And just absolutely incredible. You know, it was so funny. I watched that. um, I watched that that moment again. And I was like, wait a minute. That's Nick Patrick. <laughs> I did not know all this time. I did not know uh, that Nick Patrick was the um, was the, uh, the the referee for that. That I mean, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to get him back on the show. Uh, so I, I, I called him up, and um, you know, we've uh, in a, in a very uh, in a very short time uh he's become a buddy and uh he's uh really he's really he's really cool man so uh he was more than willing to do it and um he was and i was like okay let's do it (laughs) and and now he's back on ladies and gentlemen to talk about just that historic moment uh the amazing it was absolutely incredible I, I mean, that was my mark out moment. That was probably my, my one of my biggest, other than the Sting and Flair, Great American Bash, my biggest mark out moment. And even seeing it to the day, like I said, even seeing it to the day, I still have that same feeling as I did 27 years ago. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is a, this is a, an amazing discussion to talk about. And I'm so glad to bring him back on the show. Like I said, I didn't even know all this time. I didn't even notice. I didn't know. I was like, that's Nick Patrick. I got to bring him back on the show. So let's bring him back on the show to talk about this. And like I said before, Nick Patrick, Nick Patrick has started to be one of my favorite uh, guests. So uh, he, you know, Lord willing, he'll be back on more times. He has a plethora of information. 
like 40 years of information to share <laughs> and and uh i'll be calling him back uh when i i'll, I'll be calling him back again <laughs> when i see when i see different things and different uh memorable moments uh and i said wait a minute that's nick patrick again so uh we're gonna talk about ron simmons tonight nick how you doing tonight man i am doing great man good to talk to you again absolutely absolutely good to have you on the show man uh it was like I said before. It was uh, that that moment to me was just absolutely incredible. And um, it's it's funny that all this time, and I, and when I saw you, I said, "Wait a minute, that's that's Nick Patrick." So I got I had to call you back on, man. Yeah, that was one of those electric moments where uh, where you can where everything gets gets so wild and it's so loud and so out of hand. It's like the like the Undertaker's intro, when you're in the middle of the ring, it gets yes. so loud that uh, you can actually feel the sound. It's like it's almost like being a drag race. You ever been to a drag race and mm-hmm. when they go roaring by you, and you can, it's like you can almost feel the sound. Yeah, that's that's how it is, and uh, that's that's how that moment was. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, okay. So let's let's talk about just before it all came to pass so i know i know you as the referee you were involved in the um you know the discussions a lot of the times and things like that as far as the layout of the match and and everything so Uh you know who 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 was the agent for that match who who kind of put that match together i really don't even remember who the agent was for that match to be Uh honest with you it's been uh wow it's it's been so many years ago 27 Uh, I watched it back. I watched it back today, this morning, because I knew we were wow. going to be talking about it tonight. Yeah. And uh, and it was amazing how how uh, how if you watch it now again, you know, the, 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 back then guys got together and and worked. You know, they didn't have to. They didn't sit down for five hours and discuss. Mm. Okay, my music's going to play, and I'm going to step through the ropes, and then I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. You know, they they went out and and, and a lot was was work and and ad lib and. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they had a basic structure as to what you know what they wanted to do, and they knew that you know they knew what the what the outcome they wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to work backwards when you're lining up a good batch. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and and I'm I'm glad you did that too, so you could just really experience it like me <laughs> because that that moment like like I did. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was an awesome moment. That was one of the moments that uh, that I was. Ron's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I, and I'll tell you a good story later. A, a, a really good that kind of led, that led up to uh, to this this particular match. It's, it's actually my favorite Ron Simmons story. Ooh. But, uh, okay. I'll, okay. I'll lay it on you if you want to. Yes, absolutely. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. It all it all happened back when um, WCW did a joint promotion with New Japan, and Ron and Butch went over and was our champions, our tag team champions for WCW. Doom. And they worked with the, the New Japan tag team champions, which was Vader and Bigelow at the time. Yep. So back in the day, and especially even before our day, when you went over to Japan, it was a whole different experience. You know, it was, they worked, but it was a different culture. Yep. And they would actually, they would try you. And they would they would be stiff, and they would be beating the mess out of you. And if you didn't hit them back and beat them up right back, then 
then they didn't have any respect and you wouldn't that's that's how guys got over yeah. that's how hansen and all those guys man they just they were just waylaying <laughs> on people and and, that, and that's what got them over so that's kind of what was expected so anyway to get to get back to it it's a different culture so here's the japanese promotion they've got their champions and it's in, you know it's their wrestlemania for them mm-hmm. and what they did is they told their champions to guzzle up our guys and then tell our guys. Mm. And I'm the ref for it, right? And I don't even know who the agent was for this match. I think it was just, you know, because it was a joint promotion thing. They're just like uh, an agent from representing our company coming to, you know, they all met in a room and yeah. come and kind of just laid it out to what, what they wanted. Yeah. So anyway, now it's match time. And uh, it starts off, Vader's in the ring, and now now Leon was... He was close to 400 pounds. He was he was a monster. Yeah. And he starts off with Butch. And they do a, a spot or so. And they did a little thing where he reversed Butch into the corner. And he'd come in with that Vader splash in the corner. Mm-hmm. But he came with it. And I mean, and, and, and if you take a, a splash in the corner, if you're not set right, man, it it, it, it hurts bad. Yeah. You know, but Butch was even set right. But, you know, here's this 400-pound guy, and he was shooting with it. And he came and he squashed poor Butch. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. And you could just see just, oh, he just went, oh. Well, <laughs> Big Ron says, hey, tag me in. And that's exactly what Butch <laughs> That sounds like him, too. <laughs> tag me in. And so now here comes, tag me in. Well, here comes Big Ron. And it wasn't like a bull. They kind of, they, they, they faced off with each other. They did a little half circle, and then just like it was – I always knew that Ron was a big, strong, fast, incredible athlete because of his football career. And if yeah. you've ever seen any of his football, then you knew. But I'd never seen anybody as big and as strong and as fast, and I mean up close as what I was just about to witness. Leon and Ron looked like they were going to lock up, but instead Ron shot a double leg real quick. Mm-hmm and got Leon up over his shoulder and squat lifted Leon up into the air and has Leon over his shoulder now. Now, nobody in Japan has seen anybody do this to Vader. And you could hear the whole crowd. I mean, now, the Egg Dome was completely sold out. I mean, they had chairs on the the ground on the baseball field. It it just – it was a sea of Japanese people. And when when Ron did that to Leon and had him up in the air, everybody went, oh, you could hear a gasp. And then all of a sudden, you know that finish that Bob Holly used to do to guys where he'd get him up over the shoulder and do that, that slingshot, the whip thing down uh, on the mat? The slam. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, that's what Ron did to Leon, only it was a shoot. It was not prearranged. It was not choreographed. It was not talked about. Ron shot in like grease lightning and had him – on his shoulder and squat lifted Leon, who was 400 pounds at this time, mm-hmm. and just drove him through the mat. And you could hear, I, mean, I bet people in Korea could hear that whole building went, ooh, you know, that sound that when everybody was like, oh my gosh, that, there was no possible way anybody could have done anything for the whole rest of the night to top that moment. Wow. And for the whole rest of the match, they were light as a feather. And what cracked me up, the funniest part of the whole thing was, was Big Bam Bam was on the outside. And he looked in and yelled at Ron and Butch. He goes, hey, I don't know what he's doing, 
but I'm working. <laughs> and, and, and he stayed loose and, and, and for the whole rest of the match, but our boys didn't get guzzled. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's, so so, yeah. so so was that in 92 as well, or was that in 91? I'm not sure exactly what year it was. It was whatever year that well, Doom, uh, WCW did the joint promotion uh, with was it the Korea fan over in the Egg Dome. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, was a, it was an Egg Dome show. Gotcha. Okay. Because Doom was 90, right? Like 90, 91. Um, so mm, yeah. Doom yeah, I think so. And so. they were our champions at the time, I'm pretty sure. Because that was how they built it, our champions against their champions. Got it. Um, But it's a different culture, you know, and the the, the office was, I guess they were sitting back, you know, I guess they were licking their chops thinking that they had pitted the American boys against each other and was going to get a good show. Yeah. They got a good show. It just didn't last real long. Right. <laughs> right. They were expecting this big shoot and people beating each other, hammering each other, and Big Ron put the squash on that like in a heartbeat. <laughs> it, was like, yeah. it was so unbelievably quick that I was like, oh, my goodness. This uh, dude here, is, he's like a cat. It was it was. It was cool to see. It was cool to be a part of. That is it really was cool, cool to feel that entire crowd just go, Ooh, you know, it was like they they could, they'd never seen anybody do that Vader. Yeah. And Ron scooped him up like he was a sack of groceries, man. It was, it was unbelievable. (laughs) That is really cool. Um, It looks like uh, March 21st, 1991, New Japan, WCW Starcade, Tokyo Egg Dome, 64,000 fans. Well, if you get, if there's any way you can view that, I just told you the story, and you'll see the bump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know that that was not choreographed, prearranged, talked about. It was that was Ron Simmons saying, shoot. "No, you're not going to guzzle us." <laughs> right, that's right, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that, that was, was a really yeah, that, that was, was that's a really interesting story. Now, um, now, do you think that that prompted WCW to look at Simmons as a legit main event guy at all? Like, what was it about? What was it about Ron Simmons? Now, for me, I mean, you know, he he had the story, you know, Florida State, All-American, you know, I mean, uh, you know, as a, as a black male myself, he had that cultural influence as, you know, as well, yeah. diversity, things like that. So he had the story behind him. So it was it was a really easy story to write. But who was it? Was it was Watts uh, in charge at that time or uh, did Bischoff take over or was it her? No, her her. Heard was uh, I'm not really sure because yeah, they rotated people in yeah. there for a while like a revolving door at WCW. Yeah. No, they had a new boss, and sometimes there'd be a wrestling guy that came from wrestling, and sometimes there'd be an accountant guy that come from accounting, and yeah. sometimes it'd be somebody that came over from TNT, and you mm. just wow. you never knew. You had to be nice to everybody because you wasn't quite sure who the boss was. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think that was around ninety one, ninety two. Was just that around that revolving door time when you had Watts, yeah. Heard, Bischoff. You know, it's like kind of taking yeah. over. I think Heard may have still been in charge because I think that was when because Flair left and, and joined. You know, WWE ninety one, ninety ninety one, won the ninety two Royal Rumble because mm-hmm. I know that him and Heard had some issues going on. So um, that would be yeah. interesting. Cause so so if Heard was. Uh, if, yeah, nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety two is when Heard took over, uh, was in charge of uh WC. So he would have still been in charge then when we went there, yeah. Yeah, and then okay, so he resigned on January eighth, nineteen ninety two. It was replaced by Kip Allen Fry. Who's that? 
Uh, he was another guy that was in the revolving door. Really? He was there for a minute. He didn't last very long. Yeah, he was he was a corporate guy. He wasn't a wrestling guy. Got it. Okay. He was more of a corporate advertising type guy. Got it. And now, now Watts, um, I know that he was in charge for a while. From what I've heard, Watts was the was the go ahead was the guy who kind of had that you know uh, idea to to put it on on Simmons because for some reason, um, okay, yeah. So it looks like Watts took over in '92. Um, he t- Kip Fry turned it over to Bill Watts. Um, so yeah. so so Watts was the was the person who. Uh, made the so decision. That, yeah, so that probably sentence. was. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he wasn't there very long either. No, he wasn't. That's true. Yeah, he wasn't. <clears throat> Watts, the Watts. He, he made a lot of enemies. <laughs> did he really? I, I've heard. I've heard that too. I've, oh, I've heard. Oh, yeah. I've heard that yeah. he made enemies, and I've also heard that he also gave, you know, like Af- African American, you know, people opportunities. Uh, you know, of course, JYD. Oh yes, yeah, so that, that yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. <clears throat> So what made like what what was the, what was about uh Watts that that made enemies and we and of course we're going to take questions uh people are asking are you live yes Nick Patrick is live right now I see some questions we're going to we're going to answer them but uh, I still want to talk about the Simmons era right now and then we'll t- and then we'll take questions after that um so yeah about uh, about Bill Watts what was it as far as your experience that uh, made enemies from from Bill Watts. I mean, that what caused well, that? Well, he uh, he was he was had old school mentality at a time where the business was evolving into new school. Okay, and okay. I'd uh, I had worked for him back in the day, and uh, back when it was still territories. Okay, and uh, he got along really really well with my father, but he didn't get along. You know, I I, I got along okay with him. But what happened is I blew my knee out in 85. I was working for him. And I went, I came home to Atlanta, and uh, I, my first knee surgery was done at the Houston Clinic. Now, Dr. Andrews, but it wasn't Andrews that did it. It was one of, another doctor that worked with him. So I went back there after I blew my knee out real bad. And uh, I told him that it happened in the ring. And back then, if you got hurt in the ring, it wasn't like working for WCW or WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get hurt in the ring, you're, they take care of you. They pay you. They pay for your you know, stuff. You know, back then, if you got hurt in the ring, it was like, dang, kid, I like your work. We'll give you a call. We'll give me a call when you're better, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you, and you got yourself home. So, yeah. anyway, I went down there, and I had the surgery. And the people that did the surgery, they had a collections agency and, and lawyers and stuff. And I told them my story, and they said, well, He's liable for that because it happened in his ring, and he's you know he was he's the employer, you're the employee. It happened on the job, and so uh, they evidently sued him and and got the money for my surgery from him. So I would have mm-hmm. been one of the first guys that that actually had a promoter pay for his surgery. Wow! So he didn't he didn't like me very much. Oh, really? <laughs> well, so I mean, yeah, you know. so we didn't. Yeah, he he did a lot of things to try to make me quit, and but I wasn't one that he was enemy with. He didn't have to worry about me. I was just a referee. Yeah. He just did. He had a terrible uh, way of talking to guys and top guys, especially. Yeah. He wanted to let everybody know that he was the boss and he was in charge. Yeah. And one of the ways he made money is he got ten percent of everything that he saved the company. So he was cutting guys' pay, cutting this, cutting that, so he could, so he could get a percent of it. Uh. So he made enemies out of all the guys. And 
he made enemies out of the corporate people because he was so old school wrestling and, and still partial kayfabe and, you know, and, and it was all changing, you know, especially WCW, you know, they, they put bosses in charge that were, that never, that barely even watched wrestling on TV mm-hmm. and let alone, you know, they, but they were corporate guys, you know, and the, so, uh, he didn't. He, you know, he just got along. With, didn't get along with people from any end, really. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think he had any friends. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> those are the things. That's that why I one reason why he wasn't there long. Yeah, those are the things that I heard too. So, what do you think? What What do you think prompted him to give the go ahead to to Ron Simmons as a top guy? Now, it lasted what three months, four months? So you had it from August to December. So he had a four month reign. That's not too bad. Yeah, I couldn't. You know? I couldn't shoot dates at you, but I knew. I knew he had it for. I didn't think it was a year, but because they switched it around a lot at that point in time, and I knew I thought he only had it that one time too. Yeah, he had one time but, uh, for four months. I, th- I think he lost it back to Vader, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it wasn't too long after that he took off and went up to WWE. I'm right. pretty sure. Yeah, it wasn't too long after that. So uh, I think what ninety, like ninety six, about three. Which years was a great later. move for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It was definitely a lot more money, Hall of Fame. So definitely, definitely worked out yeah. for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean, what I got to do is show up on it, show up on a vignette at the end of a vignette and hit him with his little catch. Right, right, right. Now, and he's good to go. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, let me ask it. you. Let me ask you that too. Let me ask you about that. Like, he's known for one catchphrase now, but to me, I mean, it's funny, yeah. but. As a Ron Simmons fan, it's like, man, it's like you're. That's him. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's to me, it's like there's there's so much more of his legacy to be. Now it's just kind of regulated to just one word uh, backstage. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's yeah. Like, that's, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, I, I, I get it. For that I to get, be I, what he's known for is kind of is kind of a shame because yeah. there was so much more to it. Exactly. Yeah. That, and that's how I feel. I, I get it. It's funny. You know when it when it happens. I understand that. But it's like to me, it's just yeah. it's a lot more than uh, than that. Yeah. So he won August second, nineteen ninety two, at main event in Baltimore. And then he lost uh, December 30th, uh, 1992, at a house show to uh, Vader uh, in Baltimore. So he had it for almost five months, a few yeah. days uh, shy of five months. So that's not that's not a bad rain. That's not a bad rain at all. So Yeah, that's a good little run. Yeah, it is. So, um, I mean, what was the backstage feel of, of when he won? Of course, you know, you had all the people, uh, you had all the wrestlers uh, come out. Now, as far as you know, from from when you were a part of the, you know, the pre-match discussions and things like that, um, was that kind of uh, in in the uh, uh, in the program for the wrestlers to come out, or was that just a like a legit shoot? Uh, yeah, they wanted some guys to come out, but it wasn't hard to get them because every you know once people found out what was going on, everybody liked Ron. Yeah, you know, and you could tell there was a couple of guys that was in there to get their face on the camera, but then you could tell there was a couple of guys <laughs> that true. was that was legitimately there because they they like Ron. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And how would you compare that to get that. what we see now? Like we 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 kind of had that moment in WWE this year with Kofi Kingston, just that genuine, yeah. you know, feel. Now there was a build up to the Kofi win, and Ron Simmons was kind of out the blue. Um, but it, it does have similar feels as far as just a, uh, a really genuine title win that the fans were just organically behind. 
Why, why do you think those moments aren't as prevalent nowadays in, in, in the WWE? Then after, after you answer that, we'll take some questions. I think it's hard to capture those moments because they see so much now. You know, That's back in the day, when you hit somebody with your finish, you hit them with your finish, and that was it. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and now guys have to hit somebody with their finish five times to beat them, you know. Right. That's a good it's, point. You know, uh, and it's the, it, it takes away, you know, for me, it was, uh, you know, for me it was the buildup, the buildup for that one move. And uh, and then the setup, they usually have guys that have a setup move so you'd know it was coming. Mm-hmm. And then just to build that anticipation and then bam, you know. And, and now – you know, like I said, the, the, you know, there was you know several, a couple of WrestleManias, uh, big name guys. They ended up hitting each other with their finishes like four or five times a piece. Yes. You know, and kicking out. And you know, and and I understand everything's changing. You know, and and uh, but still, what's next? What do you you know? I mean, you shoot them with a bazooka or right. what? You know, what do you got to do? <laughs> right. You know, that's a good point. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And one thing about the. Um, the Simmons match is, uh, to your point, is that it had a shock factor, too, because it was, um, you know, uh, Vader lifting him up, it, it didn't countering it. You yeah, know, it wasn't one of those it wasn't one of those choreographed move by right. move. Just, oh, he barely kicked out. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It wasn't that. It was fairly straightforward. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, and, the, it, uh, it, it was on, and, and it was a, power... it was a surprise move, too, because Vader – you know, he lifted him up. Ron Simmons countered, then the Irish whip, and then he caught Vader off guard with that, you know, that snap uh, power, power slam. slam. And then he did the quick one, yeah. you know, the, the one, two, three, and the fans were legit shocked. You know what I mean? Like they weren't expecting Ron yeah. Simmons to win the WCW championship. So not only was it a first time champ and them having that organic feel to that. But it was a legit shock. The baby face, you know, Vader was dominant at the time. You know, no one could stop him, mm-hmm. really. And, you know, you kind of slayed, you know, Goliath, you know, so to speak. And then it was just a really organic feel to it. And I really miss those moments. I really do. Because I, I those organic feels are the ones that really live, stand the test of time. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, they sure do. Yeah, like you said, 20, you know, kicking out of your finisher 15, 20 times, that's a dime a dozen. Yeah. Now. You know what I mean? There's nothing new. There's yeah. nothing original about that. But when you have one of those moments where, you know, you have, you cut somebody off guard, the baby face wins on a on a whim, it, uh, maybe one out of 100 times it may happen, but this is the one time it happened. Just, the, you know what I mean? Just those type of feelings is what yeah. I miss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's take some questions here for Nick. Um, start with Michael. Uh, hashtag Ask Nick. Looks like you are. You guys already have it. Uh, Nick uh, Michael's asking, "What's the most crazy change finish to a match you were uh, ever a part of?" The most crazy what now? What kind of finish? Uh, change to finish to a match. Oh, a changed finish. Yeah. Uh, I was up in WWE one time, and they talked. It was a, a match after it, Batista was with somebody, and I can't recall exactly who it was, but they talked about that match. I mean, 
all day long. Mm. And they had the, they had it etched in stone as to what was going to happen, and boom, boom, boom. And I was the ref, and the, I was outside by the truck talking with Teddy Long, and all of a sudden somebody comes up and says, uh, Nick, there's a big emergency. I need to see you and Teddy in the, in the office because I think Teddy had something to do with, with the segment. I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. And we went in there, and after t- after all day long talking and come on stuff, they changed it to like a schoolboy. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> a schoolboy? Are you ribbing me? <laughs> and that's what they did. I was that like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> wow. That is hilarious. Yeah, that, that after all that, a schoolboy. That, that does seem yeah. like something that, yeah. I, I mean, they literally talked for about eight hours about this thing and <laughs> come up with a schoolboy. Wow. After all that, a schoolboy. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. All I think is because Vince got mad and, and said, well, let's just do this. You know, because sometimes he'll uh, he'll do things. To, uh, he all, not sometimes, he's all the time trying to teach somebody a lesson or, or test their uh, loyalty or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, that's that's probably where that come from. He probably got uh, he probably got uh, frustrated with somebody not uh, wanting something. and said, "Well, just do a, just do a schoolboy." Yeah, <clears throat> makes you know? sense. Yep, that sounds like it. <laughs> um, Lexi is uh, saying, "Ax Nick, first, thank you for coming back. If given the opportunity, what kind of advice would you give the AEW writers with regards to storylines for the upcoming TV debut?" I'm anxious to see their new upcoming TV debut. Honestly, uh, mm-hmm. they've got some great young talent, and uh, and I really have a lot of time for Jericho. Was uh, one of my favorite matches of all times. Is, is the the match that I actually had with Jericho when he had one hand tied behind his back <laughs> yeah. at WCW. That was that was so fun, and uh, we went about thirteen or fourteen minutes, and it was it was. And that was all his all his ideas, you know. He came up with the whole thing, and nice. I knew that he had what it took to be, become a big star. I just didn't know if he was going to be able to do it there at WCW. Mm-hmm. And I knew he'd be able to go so far, but I didn't know how far. Yeah, you know, I knew that Vince, if he sees talent in somebody, he doesn't care about size. If it, you know, for a while, it seemed like he did. It seemed like only the guys that was getting a real, real, real money spots with the great big jacked up guys, but. Mm-hmm. That changed, you know, when he, you know, during the era when he brought in Eddie and Benoit and, and all and, and Malenko and all those guys. That you know, they he saw that there was guys with great talent and different sizes, and he didn't always have to be a monster right. you know, to draw. Yep. So that opened that opened up and that changed a lot of things. Yep, absolutely. All right, I got a few more for you, and uh, let you go. I appreciate your time again, man. We got to bring you in as a regular. You're you're definitely becoming a. Uh, uh, one of the the fans' uh, favorite uh, favorite guests. So, well, know. I'd love to, man. It's just yeah. fun, man. It's fun. Appreciate you, man. Uh, so, uh, Lexi's piggybacking, saying, uh, "Do you believe uh, that the current viewing audience is craving for the nostalgic attitude and ruthless aggression eras? If so, do you believe the conglomerates of TNT and USA will allow that content as far as just the, the attitude era, ruthless aggression type of content?" Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think that uh, I think that they'll probably end up being at least one character that they let go become edgy because they kind of need that. They kind of need that. But I don't see them going across the board with it because 
they're especially now because they're all on major network television right. and that's how you know how edgy can you actually get you know yep the plan for aw as so, far as i heard the plan is to stick to more of a family friendly product on the weekly shows and get edgy on the pay-per-views that's that's what i've heard um there you go yeah. that's that's that makes sense yeah it yep. makes sense yep um, K. Bauer they got to pay to see the real violence. Yeah, exactly. Uh, K. Bauer is asking, uh, "Are you going to be watching AEW and WWE when AEW debuts?" Well, I will be because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. If it was just me, I'd, I've done so much wrestling. I, I watch some, but I don't sit and glue myself to it because. I got so much going on in my life right now. Mm-hmm. I've got my oldest son, Nick, is autistic. He's 33 years old, and I and I take care of him, and he takes care of me. And my parents just now, oh, and I want to shout out to my dad. Tomorrow, the assassin, Jody Hamilton, turns 81 years old. Nice. And, uh, Happy I've birthday. I've been shooting back and forth. taking. Yeah, thank you, man. And uh, my mom's already 81, so I've been shooting back, and they're doing really good. You know, they're still, you know, taking care of themselves in their house, but I, I'm having to to help them out more and more, you know, which is not bad. I'm in a, and, and I'm, and I'm really blessed to be in a position right now where I can be home to take yeah. care of my son and to take care of my parents at, at this time in their life. Yeah, so, awesome. uh, you know, I, yeah, it's, you know, I'm right where I need to be, you know, and I actually prayed to be in this position at, toward the end of my WWE run because I was looking for something to do with my son, and I hadn't, you know, I hadn't quite, I hadn't found any kind of outside organization other than you know, the things he had at school, you know. And then I ended up finding some, you know, through the county where we live, some different things that he can do, you know, athletically. He was playing baseball and stuff. But the main thing was, and, I, and you, and if you see me, because you see my stuff on Facebook, I talk all the time about me going to Gold Gym with my son, mm-hmm. and uh, that is. Uh, that is the chance that every time we go to Gold's Gym, when we walk through that door, my son gets an opportunity to check autism at the door. Because when we first started, he was a little young autistic kid. You know, he didn't know how to do all these things, but he watched and he learned. And he has passed me on lifting on it, which isn't real hard to do. You know? <laughs> I'm no Ron Simmons. I'm not lifting with Van Vader, but but uh, he 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 kicks my rear end, man. And, uh, wow. and so between taking care of Nick, we we hit golds three times a week, and I try to get him doing other things outside of just the gym. You know, that's that's physical. We swim and we do all kinds of things. We go back and forth and we take care of my parents. But between taking care of my son. And like I said, I'm taking care of my parents, and I train kids here and there, you know, and do a shot, shot or two here and there. Mm-hmm. That pretty much consumes most of my time. And uh, and uh, but I'm right where I want to be, man. I was wow. I prayed to be in this position where I where I could take care of my son. And you know, I, I told I told God I said I don't I don't need to have a whole lot of money. You know, I just want I just don't want to I don't want to want my son to have to sleep in a car. Yeah. But as long as I can keep us going to Gold's Gym and keep bills paid and food on the table. And make sure that I can take care of him and be able to take care of my parents when and then not have to go into a home or anything and me be able to make sure everything's taken care of and and, and right now everything has come for, come forward for me you oh, know man. so that's awesome man that's awesome yeah, so. that's a that's so encouraging to hear that's uh, that you're in a spot like that now after spending so much time you know in the business so 
uh, kudos to you, man. Take but I will be watching to get back to answering that question because my son Nick is glued to watching wrestling. And is he? he can tell you, <laughs> oh, my goodness, he's got the photographic memory. He'll say, oh, Jim Duggan said that's a tough way to do it at SummerSlam back in 1998 or something. <laughs> nice. Like, wow. <laughs> tough guy. <laughs> oh, man. He, oh, yeah. Oh, man. He uh, is wrestling trivia. Nice. He is wrestling oh, trivia. Oh, man. I got to. <laughs> Me and him got to go at it. So I'm uh, sure he'll be wanting he'll be wanting to check the new stuff out too because I think he liked Jericho too. Nice, yeah. Me and him go. And it looks go like they're going to have a high impact show with the, with the kids that they got working yeah. on. You know the two uh, main events that they're plugging that I've seen them uh, plugging for this pay per view they got coming up are yep. going to be high action, high impact matches. So it yeah. should do well. It will. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. All right, uh, let's see. Double Clutch is asking about the 1997 Fast Count. We talked about that on the last show. Uh, Double Clutch, uh, check yeah. out the last show. But just a real uh, quick uh, answer to that. Uh, the, the question was, the Fast Count of Star K97, whose call was it and did you get any heat for it? Now, you talked about how you kind of went both ways because you were being pulled both sides by, by people. So Yeah, I, I just kind of split the difference and nobody got what they wanted. <laughs> and nobody fired me because they were just happy to get out of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, Peter's asking um, about your match against uh, Earl Hebner at Invasion. So your, your thoughts on that? Oh, he cheated. He had that daggum cactus jack or that Mick Foley come out and give me the socko. Bunch yep. of cheaters. <laughs> uh, Cody's asking. If it wasn't for that, I'd have whooped Earl Hebner to a frazzle. <laughs> Ron Simmons style. <laughs> that gum right. I scooped him up over my shoulder and gave him that. That, that spine buster. What, uh, what was the name of that, that, slam? that Alabama, Alabama slam. slam? Yeah, Alabama Slam. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that, man, that's the first time I'd ever seen the Alabama Slam in person. I thought, oh, my goodness. I hope nobody ever does that to me. <laughs> yeah, talk about bouncing your brain around for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, some uh, all right. Some uh, some quick answers here. Cody's asking, what were uh, what was your favorite WCW storyline? Mm, I love the NWO storyline because I got a chance to be a part of it. But I, it it turned WCW around. You know, we were always second place, always second place, mm. and then finally we we took over and held on for a long time. Oh yeah. And it was because of that of that storyline, yeah. that storyline and the characters that they brought in to surround it. wasn't just the one particular guy; it was the group of guys and 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 the, what it portrayed. It was the original group of guys. They watered it down when they turned everybody into yeah. it. Yeah. But when it was just Hulk, and it was Scott and Kevin and X Pac, uh, that was the core. Yep. You know, that, that's what turned things around right yep. there. Agreed. Evan from Under Matt Radio is asking, what is the most common mistake that you see referees do in matches on TV or in the indies? Good question. Mm, it's different. Uh, TVs, it's hard. You don't make a lot of mistakes on TVs because if you do, you're not on there for very long. Mm-hmm. You know, And the referee, a good referee, is kind of out of sight until they need you, you know. So uh, I don't really see a whole lot of mistakes on TV. Uh, indie shows, I see a lot of mistakes. Uh, young guys ref- as referees letting guys bury them because they're trying to let them get some heat, you know. Yeah. And 
You know, you got to let guys get heat, but you can't let yourself look like a complete moron, too, yes. or then you end up with all the heat. Those guys go out there and work for 20 minutes to try to get the people angry at them, and then at the end of the story, they're mad at you because you look like an idiot, right. you know? <laughs> right. So you, you, you've, got to, you've got to know how to, how to gauge that and, and, and how to cut it off because a lot of times in the indies, a lot of these young green guys, they don't know. Yep. As long as you'll turn your back, they'll beat on a guy for 20 minutes. They don't realize that the heat comes from sneaking a good one in, a good a good one, not a good five-minute beatdown. Right. You know, the ref looks like a moron when he's got it, you know, but one good shot that's stuck in there, and then you act like you didn't do anything. That gets more heat than than beating on a guy for five minutes with the referee turning to oh, look, there's a little bird up there. In the, in the, in the <laughs> right. Give me a break. That's such a good point, man. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. All right, so uh, last question for you, uh, Nick. Uh, this is from Lexi. Uh, do you believe the lack of referee involvement in today's wrestling storylines is a hindrance to helping talent sell while performing and how would you infuse them more? I don't think that Vince is ever going to infuse them more for the simple reason that the more he in, he interjects referees, you notice they don't put any of us in storylines anymore. You know why? Cause you don't want to pay us royalties. Uh, think if I had to pay referees royalties, all the matches that we do. Think if I got paid royalties for all the matches that I've done over all the years, all the title matches, all the WCW stuff, all the WWE stuff, all the Georgia Championship wrestling stuff, all the Continental wrestling stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd be doing okay. <laughs> not that I'm not doing okay. Not that I'm not doing okay. I'm I'm, I'm doing quite okay. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But you know, I mean, nothing wrong with extra money. I think you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong. With but anyway, that's why. I, the, the, yeah, they're not. Gonna, they're not going to interject referees anymore. They, you know, they want them to kind of be vanilla and generic, so that they don't have to pay royalties to them. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Daniel's uh, saying uh, <clears throat> the rumor about Sarkey '97 match finished not going the way it was supposed to be. <clears throat> true. So, like again, Daniel, we uh, talked about that. Uh, a question or two ago and then also the other uh show that he was on uh, a few weeks back we talked about that in depth so check that out um and but he uh, daniel also says uh he's a father of a child with uh, of a kid with autism so he's giving you kudos yeah, yeah. cool cool well, Nick, tell them to find their strengths and and, and play them up and and work on their weaknesses yeah absolutely well, uh, I didn't think it'd go to better. I didn't know if it'd be better than the. Uh, I didn't think the, the the first one could could get any better, but uh, it did. So I really appreciate you being on the show tonight. Well, cool, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime y'all want me to come back on and talk about something, hit me up, man. You know yeah. where to find me. There's always something, man. So uh, I'll bring you. I'll bring you back on. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. You Thank too. you. You too. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Right, bye bye. Nick Patrick, man, that guy is uh, a, a plethora, a plethora of information, if you will. A plethora of information, if you will. So thank you so much, Nick Patrick, for coming on the show tonight. What an awesome, uh, awesome time to have uh, Nick Patrick on the show. He's He's got so much to talk about, man. Uh, so thank you so much, Nick, for being on the show.
Um, oh no, it's 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 cool, Daniel. It's cool. Um, uh, yeah, we talked about that. Thanks for joining us, by the way. First of all, and the second of all, uh, yeah, we talked about that a uh, little bit on this show, and we talked about that extensively on the on the uh, last time he was here. So just you know, just check out check out that one, and uh, and um, yeah, we talked about the Sting situation extensively <laughs> on that uh, on that uh, uh, episode. So go check it out. All right, so I got an announcement, guys. Uh, bittersweet, and but before that, um, we got a sponsor for tonight. Uh, we got a, a really cool sponsor for tonight, actually. Um, so let me bring up the sponsor. And uh, tonight, the show is sponsored. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. My bookie, my bookie. Uh, the show sponsored tonight by my bookie um so it's a new season guys and uh antonio brown is on the raiders Le'Veon bells with the jets odell beckham is in the cleveland i'm an ohio fan so uh <laughs> i'm a titans fan but you know I'm, a, I'm like a closet cleveland browns fan like when we're good <laughs> and the browns haven't been well you've had some we've had some seasons um uh, recently, for a while, we were—I mean, we were—we were—we won zero to one games, um, but Cleveland is starting to do some things. So the one thing that hasn't changed though is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. So listen, guys, my bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book. Period. This year, they're holding the first. On, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. The first place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. It only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is this, guys. Pick f- five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge prize pool. Here's the thing. Uh, and... And here's the thing, I wouldn't, from from what I've seen, and I've seen, you know, sports, I've seen sports, uh, uh, my, my bookie, and, and things like that, I went over the site and, and checked them out, it seems like, you know, they're legit, as far as just, you know, betting on, on uh, placing your bets on, on some games, and the thing is, it makes it even more fun, uh, you know, as far as games are concerned, now, I'm a really, really bad, uh, <laughs> I'm a really, really bad in fantasy football, uh, but I know that, the, you know, there's there's pools and things like that, and, and there's some good things that, that comes out of that, which makes people play fantasy football and actually enjoy the games even more, too. So as you see on the website, um, some, some really cool points there. You get the sign-up bonus. You get the uh, possible $100,000. Here's the thing. My bookie also has live in-game betting on every NFL game, and they've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Isn't that crazy? And so uh, you can get up to $1,000 in first deposit bonus. Just You can double your first deposit. And to activate this offer, enter the promo code pancakes all right so basically you visit my bookie online today as you see with the site and again don't forget to use the promo code pancakes 
when creating your own account to claim the bonus. So uh, take full advantage of this. Use that promo code of Pancake to get your bonus. And uh, if you're a sports fan like I am, this is the place to be to really enjoy your games and, and have some fun playing the games. All right? Again, mybookie.com. You see it right there. There's the site. It's uh, showing live as I'm, as I'm talking right now. Mybookie.ag. Once again, that's mybookie, B-O-O-K-I-E, my, M-Y, mybookie.ag and have some fun watching some sports this year. I'm a big, I'm a big college football fan, uh, and I'm a huge uh, MLB fan, and also uh, I just love sports, period. I love the Titans, love the Indians, lo- love Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, and so here's your, here's your opportunity to use the promo code PANCAKES to you know, get some money with uh, possibly get some money with uh, watching some sports this year. So have fun, guys, and uh, enjoy it with the promo code of pancakes. All right, um, click that like button, folks. Is what Lexi's saying. Amen to that. I agree with that. Um, as a Steelers fan, Cody says, "I'm sorry we smack Ohio every year." You know, like I said, I'm a Titans fan, so uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, got to support my brownies. So, because uh, I'm an Ohio fan. Now, if the Bengals, you know, made the playoffs um, a couple years back, and I was, uh, you know, a fan of that with uh, Andy Dalton. So, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a fan of Ohio team making the playoffs. So, uh you know, as long as Ohio team is is, is making it work and and, and doing and, and doing it and, and making it happen, I'm okay with it. Cause my Titans, we kind of struggle to make the we, we we make the playoffs. You know, recently we've we've been we almost made the playoffs last year, um, but uh, we've we've been kind of reaching that threshold, kind of getting there. I'm hoping that you know I, I'm a huge fan of Mike Vrabel being the coach because he's a Ohio State alum, so. That's an even bigger tie to Ohio State, <laughs> so uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of that. So again, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Pancakes. Enjoy the season of sports. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bringing the co-host with the most, Evan Tech Prout. Hey yo, what's going on, guys? I'm here. I'm back. It's survey time. Home of the AFC North <laughs> champions, my Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Had to throw it in there with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm tired yeah. of everyone being there. Everybody want to be a Brownie fan, right? Because y'all People got OBJ, yes, Baker yes. Mayfield, <laughs> yep. and everybody trying to say they going to Super Bowl. Yes, this how it is. Number one, I'm glad for the Browns. Yes, I'm glad for Cleveland, but you got to put the work in on the field. True. So I'm having a prediction myself. I guarantee anyone listening there, a lot of archives. That by week five, Baker Mayfield is going to get upset, see something out his mouth, because he like the apostle, he like the apostle Peter, he run his mouth all the time. Or <laughs> OBJ is going to run and cry, because he's going to keep getting slapped up in his mouth by the AFC North. So, glad for Cleveland, but the AFC North reigning champions of the Baltimore Ravens. And until Cleveland make the playoffs, until the Bengals can win a playoff game. True, true. The two big brothers and the two kings of the AFC North is the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. But one thing Cleveland has in common with Baltimore is that here in Baltimore, 
when you say, hey, Baltimore and in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, I've got family in Ohio, everyone here hates John Elway. You don't know why <laughs> Cleveland hates John Elway. <laughs> Go back. Denver Broncos? <laughs> what is what is they have what does it have to do with the Broncos? How's that uh what's the correlation there <laughs> with John Elway? Well Cleveland, well Cleveland and Baltimore hate John Elway. Interesting. Anybody <laughs> anybody that don't know history know this very quickly. Mike Ryan listen to you and know. Baltimore hates hates John Elway because when John Elway got drafted to the NFL in the draft, you can look this up, it's been documented. John Elway to the play for the Baltimore Colts. He did not want to play for the Baltimore Colts, so he went ahead and cried and whined and was, was sat in and snotting and sniffing, and he went to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. But originally, John Elway was supposed to play for the Baltimore Colts. Yep. So anybody that's, in the, as, that's after the age of 35 in the 40s and 50s, he's John Elway. Now, in the 1980s, Cleveland Browns went to two straight AFC championships, and y'all could have went to the play, y'all could have went to the Super Bowl, but it's something called the drive. And something caught the fumble. In two straight years, you guys lost to uh, John Elway and the Broncos in Cleveland. Yeah. Hates John Elway. Unfortunately. That's something Yeah. First time ever we did a football intro. But it's good to be here. Good to be back. The mothership. <laughs> the mothership. Yeah. Uh, Daniel saying Kurt Warner almost felt bad about beating the Titans. See, here's the thing. Why you got to bring back that back up, Daniel? That's the, the closest thing oh, man. that we got to winning the Super Bowl, and that was 20 years ago. So, uh, come on now. Come on, Daniel. Come on, man. Why you got to do that? It's, all right. it's okay, though. It's okay. I've been waiting 20 years for that moment to come again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I, Mariota, I, I like Derrick Henry. You know, he has his moments. Uh, I'm not too, again, man, I, I liked Mariota when he was in Oregon. Uh, he had some potential when he came to Tennessee, but I just don't know. He can get too injury prone, and a lot of times, man, he can uh, he can get to the point where um, – he can get to the point where he's he's just kind of flaky, man. I wish we had a more solid uh, quarterback. You know, he has his moments, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Oregon, Oregon and Auburn, uh, the leader is uh, saying, "Go Ducks." Are you from uh, uh, Oregon, the leader? Um, so a lot of trash talking in the PNP chat right now. Of college football, I mean, it's <laughs> pro football. The leader saying, "Go Ducks!" Oregon yeah, uh, uh, goes against Auburn uh, this weekend. Uh, that's where game day is going to be at. Uh, so that should be pretty fun. Michael's asking, "Who had the biggest well, influence on you over the past week?" Um, actually, a pastor friend of mine. Uh, good question. I'm glad. I, I'm, I love when you ask those questions. Um, um, oh, the leader is from Oregon. Okay, cool. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. I should be pretty uh, interested to see the game. And it's cool that you're from Morgan. Um, yeah, a pastor friend of mine, <clears throat> he uh, has his own church. And uh, he's, uh, he's. I love that today we had a really good conversation. Uh, he really gave me some awesome encouragement, some awesome um, <clears throat> uh, connections uh, to uh, really thrust the fourth chapter. He really... Was able to potentially preserve, uh, to potentially reduce a lot of my time with gathering the data that I need for my fourth chapter. 
last week I received an email, praise God, that I was able to, uh, that, that my uh, um, uh, form that I fill out to conduct the interviews for my study, that was approved. It took me like months for that. So that was awesome. So I get started my fourth chapter, had a conversation with him about it. He had some connections to get me in some right places. And um, it can potentially cut a lot uh, as far as just the seeking for the data. So that was awesome. Uh, and he really gave gave me some awesome, awesome encouragement. We talked on the phone uh, for a really uh, for a long time today, and uh, he gave me some great encouragement. So that was definitely that's definitely who the biggest influence was over me uh, for the past week. And my my pastor was uh, supportive uh, too. He messaged me uh, uh, yesterday, um, and uh, he's he's been supportive uh, of me too. He he encouraged me as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely shout out to my pastor as well. Um, so yeah, all right. So here's the here's the news, guys. Let's drop it since we have all the PNP Nation. Uh, let's see, we got some, we got a lot of people watching. It looks like uh, I said I tweeted all hands on deck, all, all hands on deck, and we got that. Uh, of course, this will be on the replay as well. Okay, so here's the here's the deal. Yeah, <laughs> as far as uh. The future of the Pancakes and Power Slams show, um, World Championship Wrestling Syndicate. Uh, where's Nick Patrick? You missed you missed you missed Nick Patrick. Uh, uh, WCW Syndicate. Uh, he just uh, got off about ten minutes ago. Uh, he check it check out the archives. It's a really good show too. Uh, awesome, awesome. We talked about Ron Simmons, and uh, there were some good questions that were asked. Thanks for joining the uh, the chat. All right, so here's the deal. Yeah. Um, so I've been with Wrestling Inc. Um, well, I've been on and off uh, with Wrestling Inc. for s- almost seven years now, on and off. Now I've went, uh, I've done, I've left, wrote for some other uh, companies, came back, left, came back. Um. And W and and Wrestling Inc. is wanting to. Uh, Raj and I we had a discussion, we had a chat, uh, and and Wrestling Inc. wanted to do more Wrestling Inc. branded uh, shows on their audio and video. Pancakes and Power Slams is all mine. It's all my baby. Uh, totally mine. Uh, it's, it is uh, independent of Wrestling Inc. Wrestling Inc. Uh, is giving me a platform over the past year and a half uh, to have PNP on the Wrestling Inc. Uh, audio and video. So I'm definitely grateful for that. So uh, this will be the last uh, episode of Pancakes and Power Slams on a Wrestling Inc. platform. Um, uh, Ross and I, we, we departed very amicably. Uh, he... Um, Wished me all the best, and uh, he encouraged me. He was another person who encouraged me a lot as far as my uh, dissertation is concerned, as far as my doctorate. Um, and uh, it's been it's been a great ride, ladies and gentlemen, as far as being on a wrestling platform. Um, however, I actually got an opportunity um, uh, to to have to be a part of an even greater platform. So uh, check out uh, yeah. with with uh, with. Um, yeah, so it's 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 great. So go check out my Twitter at Chris Prolific uh, and the platform that uh, it's kind of like 
one door opens and is a really cool door shuts uh, even better when door opens in a sense um because the platform that i got an opportunity to that i was asked you know uh, to be a part of uh is uh, a, a bigger platform so uh, i'm really excited about that uh, so as everything um uh everything kind of settles out pmp will not cease it will be audio video um uh until we get everything finalized on the on the bigger platform um again follow me at chris prolific to get details on that as far as where it's going to be when it's going to happen we're getting everything set up for the launch for that uh we will still have weekly video stuff you what you see is still going to be the same it will be on the crave wrestling uh channel uh the youtube channel uh a lot of you uh the leader uh, the leader's asking, will I be still be on YouTube? Yep, I'm <laughs> just about to get into that now, actually. <clears throat> um, I'll still be on the Crave Wrestling YouTube. I'll be on my uh, Pancakes and Power Slams Crave Wrestling uh, YouTube channel. Uh, a lot of times uh, we we're, we gather around and do the, the live uh, reaction shows for the pay-per-views uh, until that bigger platform, until everything finalizes with the with the bigger platform. Uh, we will be with the uh, on my on my page live. And then after that, the episodes will be um, also. So every week, the episodes will be on the um, the Crave Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, when I get the bigger platform, they'll be um, they'll be not live on the Crave Wrestling. They'll be live on the YouTube platform, <clears throat> but uh, the it will be downloaded on. Uh, the Crave Wrestling YouTube channel. So, uh, uh, so yeah, it's 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 like I said, bittersweet. But uh, I'm just really thankful for Wrestling Inc. Uh, thankful for Raj, man, for opening up the platform. Uh, when I when I came back to to writing for Wrestling Inc. Uh, I don't know about a year ago, year and a half ago. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, I, I, I you know, PMP is uh, is 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 awesome. Uh, he's actually been on the show as a co-host before. Um, so many people use Pancakes and Power Slams interviews to write stories. It's been in Melter's Wrestling Observer newsletter many times. The Pancakes and Power Slam show have. Um, it's been many places, um, many, many, several, several places. Um, so, of course, I've had interviews on Sports Illustrated. I've had interviews on Fox Sports. Um uh, Bleacher Report. Um, I've written for all of those companies, and um, my interviews with the Pancakes and Power Slam shows has actually opened opportunities for me to be a part uh, uh, as a freelancer for Fox Sports, Sports Illustrated. Um, so I'm thankful for those opportunities. And like I said, there's a uh, there's an awesome platform that's opening up. It's kind of like one cool door shuts, another cool door opens. So I'm just really thankful for the pancakes and power slam show and all the opportunities over the past seven and a half years that it's opened up for me i'm so thankful for that and just the genuine relationship that i've built with wrestlers like nick patrick uh a prime example <laughs> like nick patrick i can just call him up and be like yeah absolutely i want to be on the show because he really loves the show george south was another person uh, who was on the show a couple weeks ago he loved being on the pnp show and it's like I'm so thankful for that because these wrestlers they interview they get interviews all the time you know what I mean like and it's one of those things it's like man what's different what's the difference between my podcast and all the other you know podcasts come a dime a dozen me and Evan talk about this all the time 
how under the mat radio and pancakes and power slams, you know, he's, he's been on the air for six years. I've been on the air for seven, about seven and a half, almost seven and a half. And so when we started podcasts, weren't as uh, popular as they are now. Now, no. I mean, podcast <laughs> podcasts are a dime a dozen now. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you get them all the time. Yeah. So the fact that we were ahead yeah. of the curve uh, and we developed a Rolodex and we've developed a, a good Rolodex of, of knowing wrestlers and being professional, both Evan and I both being professional with our guests, uh, keeping relationships with our guests, being genuine to our guests. I actually texted a uh, a couple of people today uh, and checked up with them. Greg Gagne, mm-hmm. pray for Greg Gagne. He actually had a surgery uh, today. I talked to him today. Yeah. I talked to uh, Danny. I talked to uh, Doug Basham today. So just keeping relationships with the wrestlers to just really right. call uh, and check up with them. That says a lot to wrestlers because, first of all, wrestlers don't yeah. have the opportunity to really have those relationships above people who are just fans you know what i mean so you kind of have to play the the wrestler role to everybody else because everybody's just fans to them a lot um but when you have someone in journalism to really maintain a relationship check on them um and just make sure they're okay a lot of wrestlers appreciate that and people have said that to me many times uh you know off air how much they appreciate um me uh, maintaining just a relationship you know i i ain't asking to be on my show i'm just literally checking on you and making sure that you're okay so uh they appreciate that and so uh yeah just uh, god has just really blessed this show so much again i appreciate uh, uh wrestling opening up the platform uh again for those who are just joining this uh will be the last pmp show on wrestling inc uh on the wrestling audio and video uh, GSP, yes, you did miss Nick, unfortunately. Uh, glad you joined us, though. What's up, Eli? Uh, but again, this will be the last uh, uh, episode on the PMP. This will be the last PMP episode on Wrestling Inc. Now, as far as the yeah. past, as far as uh, the last PMP episode, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, no. PMP no. will go uh, long and, and, and hard and, and strong and stronger than ever again. Um, uh, for those who are just joining, Raj and I, we discussed um, uh, transitioning PMP out of the audio and video because uh, Wrestling Inc. is getting inundated with new shows, so they're going to have Wink uh, Wrestling shows. And so uh, because Wrestling wants to keep the brand, and PMP is my baby, uh, it is, is uh, I created it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna kill what I created. No, I'm not gonna do that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill what I created. <laughs> Me and the NW. <laughs> uh, but no, no. Again, uh, but yeah, I I appreciate uh, Raj and Wrestling for uh, giving me the platform the past year and a half. I've had so many. Uh, good uh, uh, weeks with you all. And again, the PNP Nation is the PNP Nation. Uh, again, the show is going on. Everything is good as far as the PNP show. We're actually, uh, again, uh, we have a bigger platform. We have an opportunity to have a bigger platform. But, yeah, I do, I do respect the wishes of Raj uh, as uh, as Wrestling Inc. is transitioning to more Wink 
branded shows with all the shows that are coming up. Uh, PMP, since that is, you know, since this is my baby, it's not a Wrestling Inc. podcast. Um, moving on to greener pastures. So it's going to be fun. So since we're here, since we're here, since this is the last podcast on the Wrestling Inc. Uh, video and audio, we're going to have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, GSP is saying uh, this is like Rowan breaking away from the shield. I like uh, this is like Roman breaking away from the shield. I like it, Chris. That's a that's a really good way to put it. Thank you, uh, Michael. Saying Chris, I hope whatever platform uh, you're on actually promotes you. I truly enjoy what you do. Uh, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, that's why the show is being on the too. Yeah, the, uh, go ahead. Go ahead and uh, share your thoughts, Ryan. Uh, go ahead and uh, show your, share your thoughts, uh, Evan. Well, like I said, we you know you and I, of course, we talked off air. Uh, you know, we do that all the time, every day. But like I said, uh, you know, the, the the show was great, and in life, as you know, you know, uh, my show. I had my own network when I started. I started in an actual radio studio, and then I was on to uh, other networks before I started my own. But, you know, it happens like that. <clears throat> Going to Green Apaches, Raj, who, you know, we've known Raj for, you know, you've known him just as long as I have. He's been a support to us. Um, and like I said, it's, you know, time to go on to Green Apaches and go on to another promotion, if you will. If and you will. Nothing but, nothing but, nothing but great things. Yep. And I also do want to say, on the serious note, for us keeping in touch with wrestlers, uh, keep in prayer, uh, uh, um, Brian Blair. I talked to him yesterday. I uh, mm. just <clears throat> had to get some minor surgery. Keep Terry Funk in prayer as well. No, Terry Funk is not dying. He's not. But as you may not know, he lost, of course, the love of his life. He lost his wife not long ago, and they've been yeah. together since junior high. Yeah. So I uh, did, um, you know, via text and did chat with, with him and chat with, um, you know, a couple other legends, which I'm not going to mention their name. I'll tell you off air that mentioned, you know, he's just going through the grieving process and, you know, still taking it hard. You know, you love someone, you've known them since junior high and being married for all of those years and not just being married for those many years, but knowing someone even before marriage. Mm-hmm. And when you go, that can be a big process. So just keep, yep. keep him up in your prayers. He has support. A lot of the boys have been checking on him. Uh, so the boys with the check on him this past weekend. Keep them up. He's just, uh, you know, you know, just a little sad right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, rightfully so. Absolutely. Prayers for Terry Funk and Brian Blair. Absolutely. Um, Eli is asking. So this is the last time we're going to see you, Chris? No. Why? Absolutely not. Uh, again, I will be. Uh, like I said, greener pastures. Right now. Um. Again, an opera, uh, an, an awesome opportunity is opening up for me. Opened up for me, and uh, once we get those things finalized, <clears throat> I, I still every week audio and video. Um, I will be on the uh, the pancakes and power slams, the actual Crave Wrestling YouTube page. So everything you see now is the same format. It's every all the video that you see now, you will see it, <laughs> and it will be. On a different uh, platform, it will be on my uh, my Crave Wrestling uh, YouTube channel uh, that you um, that that pops up there uh, <laughs> when when the when the social media pops up on on that side, uh, you'll see the the Crave Wrestling. It was just YouTube Crave Wrestling. Subscribe, hit the bell. When, uh, you'll get the alerts. Um, so we'll be there until the uh, until everything gets finalized with the. Um, 
with the other platforms. So, yeah, we're good. Everything is everything is good. It's all good, man. It's it's uh, it's actually a really really good transition. Nothing bitter. Um, an awesome transition, and uh, you know I wish nothing but the best for Raj and Wrestling Inc. Man, uh, uh, it's been an awesome platform that's been opened up for me the past year and a half uh, for having the you know this on the video and the audio. So it's 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 been awesome. So you know you know uh, you know when to, it's one of those things where you have a door open, but God, you know, <laughs> you have a door closed, but God. Um, so yeah, I, I have an awesome opportunity to um, to to move PMP over to an awesome platform. So that's going to happen, and uh, Wink uh, Wink is going to be killing it. Uh, all the podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts or it's going to be coming uh, your way starting uh, mid September with all with all the wrestling that's going to come up. Uh, so Wink on wrestling ain't going to keep killing it uh, as they always do. <clears throat> Uh, Eli's asking, ask Chris so, um, with, the, with the, go ahead, go ahead, Evan. No, I, I do have some breaking news. Do you want to mention, here on Pancakes and Power Slams, uh, DT Angry Mark, where, of course, as you know, Chris, and you might listen to my show, break news, of course, and it always comes true that, uh, Vince McMahon, uh, this may not be much news to give it for the fans, Vince McMahon is scheduled and will be stepping down in his full-time position prior to Survivor Series. You can try to debate it, but every time myself, Andy Marcus, won't leave on the Man Radio, KMP, and it was kind of fruition. Of course, Chris, as you know that, uh, we just got confirmation maybe about five minutes ago. So some people that's in the know may not be as big news to the fans. This man, before Survivor Series, which is November, you can say like the Survivor Series. The Survivor Series. He'll be stepping down, not saying he's leaving WWE, but he will be stepping down in his full-time role due to the XFL, due to a bunch of other things. They could be it, but that's what we can confirm right here on TNT. Thank you for saying the last episode on the wink. Yes. And not the last episode overall. This is oh. more like a ser- this is like more like a season finale. Yes, the winter season finale. <laughs> season finale. Not the series finale, but the yes. season finale. It's like a, it's like it's like an awesome show moving to another network. That, that's it. So that's the show will still be high quality. The show will be just as you see it, just moving to another network. That's all. You know where it's moving? You know what network it's moving to? The new TNT. <laughs> Alley oop, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, <laughs> Booker T. Um, uh, let's see. So we got some good uh, questions. Uh, GSP, will the pod still be on Tuesdays or moving to Friday with SmackDown? No, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. We for seven and a half years, ladies and gentlemen, when SmackDown was taped on Thursdays, Fridays. Saturdays, <laughs> even when tape with SmackDown were taped, uh, it has been solid Tuesday, 11 o'clock, and that is not going to change. So, um, uh, Tuesdays at 11, it still stays the same, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right, so let's see. I think, uh, I think that's it uh, as far as the announcement is concerned. 
Um, and again, guys, uh, follow me at Chris Prolific, and I'll give you the link uh, for PNP. Uh, PNP Nation has grown awesome um, substantially uh, over the past few years, and so I really, really appreciate y'all. You guys are so awesome. The best interactive podcast on the planet, and let's keep that up. Listen. Uh, I definitely need your support. You see the donate down there um, where to donate the Patreon information. Uh, So we definitely need your donation uh, for Patreon and uh, uh, go ahead and um, subscribe. There's uh, there's the social media stuff right there. Um, The there's the Twitter and then uh, my YouTube should be popping up. here as far as there you go crave wrestling youtube boom um so go follow uh crave wrestling on youtube uh also like the facebook page for crave wrestling for for updates as well so there's plenty so so if you go to crave wrestling facebook like it the link will be there link will be on youtube there's plenty of opportunities to um uh to um know the information of where we're going to be going so i'll definitely keep you updated with that so all right uh some cool ask chris questions uh cody says i don't wish injury on anyone but do you feel ambrose injury makes all out better it's a good point uh i'm certainly more excited for Pac versus omega than ambrose versus omega i'm more excited for uh Pac versus omega too i definitely am uh it, it makes it better to answer your question again and i agree with you i don't wish injury on anyone for sure i, I pray that this the recovery speedy I think he was having some issues with MRSA. Um, yeah. And um, yeah. so I definitely wish a uh, speedy recovery for sure. Um, but personally, uh, we I talked about that with some friends over over text, and I said, you know, personally, I prefer, um, you know, I prefer uh, <laughs> Pac versus uh, Omega for sure. Uh, Eli's asking with the yeah. duo with Bobby Roode and Ziggler, are they trying to recreate a new DX and maybe some new guys oh, to get a stable coming? No way. I think the, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are just simple fodder for Seth and, and, and Strowman. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see them being tag champs. I mean, they're 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 they try to repackage Ziggler time after time after time after time, and yeah, yeah. Uh, don't you go losing those gains from eating those Popeyes chicken sandwiches? GHP says, "Oh no, I am still at it like crazy." Um, uh, I you know Popeyes chicken sandwiches are sold out in Ohio, um, and they. I think it's so. I think I just read an article that it's sold out nationwide now. Um, so it's not it nationwide. It, it's it, not nationwide. It's sold out in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Well, sold out nationwide. They're like there's separate franchises that that have them. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but mostly every store now, because um, they just wrote an article. They just uh, actually Popeyes actually just sent a tweet out with a video that just oh, yeah, said yeah, yeah yeah they just said that. Uh, Basically, they're uh, they didn't expect this to be so viral, so their their supply lasted them to September, and so it's gone. Like their 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 supply uh, 
is is totally gone. But I've only had two. I had I had a regular and a spicy. Had it last week, and um, I do. Wait, you ate spicy uh, for the uh, Eli says, uh, chill GHP, uh, Chris doing good gain, wait, eat those salad and drink water. Oh yeah. Listen, um, I am still like stupid in the gym. Like I, I live in the gym five days a week, like, like crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I am like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I uh, saw you saying at them dumbbells. Yeah, man. You stand at them dumbbells at the Airbnb. You stand at a mania. Yeah. You know we had we had time to hit the gym, so we had to hit the dumbbells. Oh yeah, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. Me and Evan stay together at WrestleMania Airbnb. As soon as I see any weights, I'm using them. <laughs> so it's like yeah, you hit the dumbbells. So yep. We get enough. We got we we were in an Airbnb. Actually, that was one of the good things about the New York. I, I didn't like the experience in New York. It's my first time in the city, but I liked the Airbnb. I like the food, so the tra- the traffic you was, was in just New York. horrible. You was the New York New York virgin for the song. I and was I was a New York virgin. Yes, and I, I was, was able to carry you through. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you did. And you did a good job. Uh, the traffic was tor- the traffic was horrible though. It was absolutely terrible. It was uh, it was just bad. Now Jersey, the funny thing is, I I, I did some coverage. Um, uh, at the at the Impact event, I did some media there Thursday night in Jersey, and the the drive from uh, from New York to Jersey was actually pretty good. Jersey's fine, uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, New York was just uh, it was bad. The MLW I did MLW Thursday and Friday. Evan was with me Friday night, and uh, that drive was just blah. And just the Airbnb was so frustrating. We had to circle around the block like three or four times just to get a parking spot in front of the Airbnb. And the parking was terrible. There was hardly any lots, and the lots were like ridiculous. And so I didn't park in any lots. It was uh, like I saw specials of like $18 for like 30 minutes. I'm like, you call that a special in the (laughs) world? What in the world? $18 for a half hour? Horrible, horrible. That's so, how it is. Yeah, but yeah, I, I won't. I, I, you know what? I'm glad that I said that I could. I'm glad that I said that I've been to New York City, but I would be totally okay if I never go back. Uh, Buffalo, though, I've been to Buffalo. I I love Buffalo. Uh, the leader said he, he's had only two as well. Uh, same as you, spicy one better. Yeah, I've only had two. Um, so I'm um, cool, and uh, you know I need the protein anyways to get these gains, bro. Like you see that, woo! I need I need uh I need uh, all the protein. I'm a high protein guy, so I need that uh, the, the chicken. So um, let's give yeah. a shout out. Go ahead. Let's give a shout out to the best chicken sandwich, the best chick spicy chicken sandwich out there now is Wendy's. People forget. Back in the day, anybody listening, you probably remember this. Depending on where you are, Chris, you're Ohio, you know it. I'm Baltimore. You had Hardee's and Roy Rogers. Back in the day, Hardee's had fried chicken. And back in the day, Wendy's had fried chicken. You go to get Wendy's fried chicken. If you don't believe me, look it up. Now, they stopped selling the fried chicken. It was uh, Purdue, I think, about maybe the mid-'90s, late-'90s. But Wendy's has the best for its fast food chain, spicy Chicken sandwich there is. <laughs> I'm going to put it out there. 
Man, I'm going to tell you, and, and, and uh, real quick, Michael, yes, uh, I'm not afraid to say this in the chat, but Chris, you're, mo you're moving on as a part of the Lord's plan, and only great things will happen. Absolutely, amen to that. Oh, yeah. 100% agree with that. Um, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Popeye, I, I, I love Chick-fil-A. I think Chick-fil-A, like Chick-fil-A, and we ain't going to get to none of the, we just, listen, we got like, 20 minutes left we just gonna talk about chick-fil-a and uh <laughs> ain't, ain't nothing to talk about yeah. anyways i mean we'll go to the flavor of the week but we're all on smackdown ain't where am i talking. from uh, look i'm from baltimore we, we got chicken boxes we're the only place to get it so we know about chicken yeah. and we're black so that by default <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, the funny thing is, I so I, so I I'm glad I was a part of the the the, the, the spicy. I mean, the, the chicken sandwich movement. I, I am not a fan at all of viral stuff. Like I, I didn't do the ice bucket challenge. I didn't do the old man face challenge. I didn't do any of that stuff. Like I'm just not into just viral social media stuff. But I was like, you know what, I'll do this because uh, it's food. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll taste it. Man, I'll tell you. <clears throat> um, I tasted, I took a bite into that Popeye's uh, classic chicken sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, excuse me, excuse the sniffing. I'm, I'm coming from, from sickness. I feel much better, thank God. But uh uh, this weekend and uh, yesterday was uh, pretty bad. But I feel much better now, though. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I took a bite into that classic chicken sandwich, and I said, "Oh yeah, this is uh, this is legit. This <laughs> this is absolutely legit." And uh, no, I did not see the uh, MTV Music Awards. Um, uh, Eli's asking that. Um, no, but listen, I, I, I experienced that and I said, you know, here's the deal. Um, Popeye's chicken sandwich is better than Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich. But, you know, God gave me a word <laughs> because Popeye's is like one of them things. Uh, uh, Pop Popeye's is like like a blessing that God gives you that you just ain't ready for. Come on, somebody say something, a blessing that God gives you that you just ain't ready for. And that's what happened to Popeye's. First of all, the customer service is still trash and let's be, let's be honest. Uh, and it's unfortunate, but their customer service is still very bad. There's viral videos about, hey, we got to do better guys. Come on. Come on, as 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 a people, as a culture, I'm taking, I'm speaking to my culture here. Okay, we got to do better when it comes to customer service and when it comes when it comes to just overall experience. Okay, because I was seeing all types of viral videos of people fighting over a chicken sandwich, uh, people throwing stuff at a uh, customer service because they were out of chicken sandwiches like silly stuff just stupid stuff and i'm like and then a customer service and then uh the, the customer service people just going crazy you know and, and just going all out the way just acting just silly and stupid uh because uh this is the customer service and so listen 
all-around customer experience, Chick-fil-A, hands down. And the thing is, their food is really, really good. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, uh, Popeye's got them beat chicken-wise. I mean, come on now. It's, you know, it's, it's that down-home cooking, man. It's that southern fried crispy. <laughs> I sound like a, I sound like a uh, a, a black woman ballet, <laughs> Southern Fried Crispy. Uh, <laughs> if you will, Southern, if my ballet, uh-huh. Southern Fried Crispy, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but yeah, no, no, that's no. that's Popeyes, man. That's that Popeyes chicken sandwich gets you that Southern Fried Crispy, baby. Uh, and that's and that's you feel it. You just feel it. It's an experience when so you uh, when you have uh, Popeye's chicken. But you know what? And, and I had the spicy chicken too. So I want to do the spicy chicken sandwich too. And the spicy chicken sandwich is is just as good. It's amazing as all. It's, 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 it's absolutely amazing. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'd be totally cool if I never had a Popeye's chicken sandwich again, because. At the end of the day, you, you couldn't handle what you had, and uh, it, it's one of those things. It's it's just a fad. I mean, Popeyes is, you know, Popeyes was doing well as far as I know. They were doing well before this craze, so it's not like I don't think this ch- chicken sandwich is just a make or break. It's just it, it, everything's a surplus. You know, they uh, they saved over twenty three million dollars in. Uh, and dollars for advertising because of because it went viral, so you're saving Popeyes a lot of money <laughs> uh, to to promote their stuff. Almost uh, thirty. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's and it's growing too. So that was twenty three million as of last week. So it's a, you know it's growing more and more and more. So you know uh, Popeyes chicken sandwich I think beats Chick fil A's chicken sandwich. I, I think it beats it by a lot. I think it's amazing, but at the end of the day. My butt is going straight over to Chick-fil-A because their experience is amazing. And it's so pleasant and it's so harmonious. And they play uh, they, they play uh, Christian instrumental music, you know, from, from Third Day. And, you know, and it's it's just so awesome. It's just a, I just feel fuzzy inside when I go to Chick-fil-A. So, and, 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 I, and I like that experience. Customer experience uh, takes you a long way. It's one of those things, uh, what was that saying? Um. Oh, uh, your gift gift will make room for you. The gift. Oh, what is it? Something that your character can't. Oh, what is that saying? Your gift. Um. Will make room for you. Will make room for you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's the the scripture. But it's something about like something can take you where your character got to keep it or something like that. Something like that. As far as like your, your gift, uh, the, the, the point is you, you got it. You got a talent. You got something, you know, here Popeye's, but your character is what's going to keep you, you know, going to going to sustain it, you know, and want to maintain it. And if that customer service ain't legit, like uh, it don't matter. You, you ain't going to be getting, my money and a lot of other people's money if, if your customer service don't want me want to come back to the experience um so all right so we got a few uh-huh. minutes left uh let's hit these um 
let's hit these headlines real quick. Real quick. Um Sign Chris to, to be a Devon pastor. <laughs> I love it. Vin, Vince voice, Chris. There you go. Well, you know what? That's I prefer right. Chick-fil-A because I was friends with the founder's uh, uh, uncle. <laughs> I had a deal with him, and he actually was thinking about buying a share for the WWE. And you, But he said, you know what? I'm not going to buy into the WWE. I'm going to buy into the XFL. <laughs> there you what go. When did the XFL come off a chicken sandwich? The XFL sponsored by Popeye's Chicken. Chicken parents. That's good. Yeah. As a matter of fact, everybody in this arena gets a free Popeye's chicken. It's all about the money. Get jerk Get a chicken sandwich on the orange roll. Take that Chick Fil A. Oh man! You know who I am, Chick Fil A. You're fired. Oh, you didn't want to. You didn't want to buy a share for the WWE. Well, all of you want to eat Popeye's chicken tonight. <laughs> Walk up to the XFL. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We got to we gotta, we gotta go. Um, you want to share that shit for me? Get out of here, you nugget. That's trash. I need peace. Wait up, Wendy. I need peace. That chicken. Yeah. Oh. Oh man! All right, uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into these headlines. Uh, all right, so we're gonna be quick, guys. We don't have much time left, so let's hit these headlines. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we know what time it is. Headlines. Here we go. Uh, uh, Chris, get ready for Vince to rewrite X. Oh, yes. Oh, Eli. Yes, you get the applause for tonight. That was really good. <laughs> get ready for Vince. Eli says, oh, man, Chris, get ready for Vince to rewrite XFL. Uh, <laughs> Michael says his Tell cheeks you, hurt. <laughs> you already know. Uh, you already know it was going to be sponsored. Yeah, Psycho Pro making a comeback. Yes, Psycho Pro is going to be making a comeback. All right, so let's let's be real quick with these headlines because we got to get to the flare of the week. Flare of the week is the uh, the top five. We're going to be quick. Um, yes, I do hear retired NFL Andrew Luck did. Andrew Luck retired uh, from the Colts. Um, Evan and I we're going to talk about our top five King of the Ring winners. Who actually portrayed the king gimmick the best? Now you have, like, you have Austin and things like that. He didn't really do a king gimmick, and we have like people who actually were king in the ring, who didn't really do a king thing. You know, they really didn't use it as a king role to actually really transform their gimmick as a king. So uh, tonight we're going to talk about the top five king of the ring winners who actually. Uh, did the king gimmick the best? So that should be pretty interesting. Uh, uh, since we're running out of time, let's zoom through these um, headlines real quick. Okay, so as you see, Bray Wyatt's uh, very ugly-looking, uh, creepy faces right there under the mask. 
Um, and um, so, yeah, there's a com- there's uh, basically there was an announcement <clears throat> by uh, the who tweeted it. It was the Golden One Center where uh, where Hell in a Cell is going to be. It says, get ready, WWE fans. The Fiend Bray Wyatt challenges WWE Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman to a Hell in a Cell match. So it's pro- so it's promoting the Hell in a Cell match uh, in Sacramento, and it's saying that <laughs> that Bray Wyatt as the Fiend is going to be a part of it. So there's the spoiler, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's crazy to me. And <clears throat> so the the. <sighs> Here's my thing, real quick, and we don't have much time. Here's my here's my quick thought on it. I think that this is way way premature for the fan, and I don't like when WWE does that. I don't like the fact that they hot shot stuff so much. Give some stuff some time, allow a character to 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 really uh, mature and grow. They do things premature too much, man, and that's really hurt Sheamus for most of his career when they hot shot him to become champ like. Three months after, uh, like two months, right. uh, two months after uh, he uh, came from ECW to, uh, never, you know, to the to, to the uh, main you know roster brands, <clears throat> Raw and SmackDown. It's like you hot shot stuff like that, and he's still at a point where he, you know, he got more championships and things like that, but his character never really got an opportunity to mature. You got to let this fiend character mature. You finally get an opportunity where you break. Uh, uh, Bray Wyatt away from a character that was so hurting, so struggling, that was just really damaged goods, and then you turn mm-hmm. around and, and you hot shot him again. I really, it, and the thing is, you don't want to, in my opinion, you don't want to make him champ because it would be way too soon. Allow his character to to develop, and you don't want him to lose either. So it's it's. To me, it's it's not a great move at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you you, you just you're doing it too quick. Let let it. I mean, when Taker debuted, Taker didn't get a title shot till a year later. Yeah. Anybody that had a great anybody that had a great new gimmick, you know, what I mean, look at Goldberg. Look look at anything Sting. When he got you know, Sting still took him a couple of years doing the surface thing, and then when yeah. he was pro. It was a year and a half we even touched Hogan and got to fight him. Mm-hmm. Anybody, Warrior didn't become champ right away. It's that whole build. You remember when, you know, there was the Rumble 91. So the Rumble 90, uh, yeah, I think it was 91 to 90 when Hogan and Warrior finally faced off. That was yep. a powerful yeah. moment. Yep. That they was built 90 it up. leading they into uh, Toronto. Yep. 90, right. Yep. Right. That was, yeah. that was huge. Take care of Michaels. And they finally did the little back and forth at the Rumble, uh, the one taker one. Yeah, it's build up, man. It, it is, I don't know. They they gonna kill it again. They they gonna kill Bray, and he should he should not be in no title picture to probably Mania, or probably by SummerSlam next year. You gotta yep. build that. Have him beat up a bunch of other people. He don't even need a title. He's a character. He doesn't need a title. He's over because of his character. He doesn't need one. But <clears throat> yeah, of course. <clears throat> Of course, he you know he he wants the title, but I think you you got you got to give him some time. Definitely give him some time. All right, let's right. move on. Uh, next, we got uh, Apollo. You know my boy is my boy. You know Apollo Cruz guy. So he's interviewed by the rap, and uh, he talked about uh, you know he 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 threw uh, he didn't really throw shade because you know WWE got to clear all these things, but he did share some some things. He didn't really he's 
still with WWE, so he didn't want to go too far as far as how he felt. But he did say this. I quoted from the from the rap. He said, I wanted to come in here and shock the world. I guess you could say I felt like I would have done much more at this moment in my career. And then he, you know, patched it up in WWE style. He says, but I'm still young. I'm about to be 32. And this was last week. So, you know, he had a birthday already. And there's still a lot of time. I'm still very patient and understanding in how the process works. I trust the process. Now, to me, that just sounds the, the, the last part, the, the, the latter part just sounded like a bunch of gibberish, to be honest with you. I think the first part is what we is what he really feels <laughs> is the actuality of what he really feels. And, uh, yeah, I, I just you can tell that that's kind of like the tone with a lot of the wrestlers. Um, and, you know, Apollo Crews is so good, man. You know, that's my you know, that's my guy. Apollo Crews is just so good. And I've said this before, man. I think he should be a top player in NXT. Uh, he went back and he lost. He went back just to lose to Kushida. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I don't even think a mouthpiece uh, can, can really save Apollo Crews at this point. Uh, I, if I was up to me, I, I would bring it back to NXT. Allow him to have that type of indie type of feel to him. He's so good in the ring. There's certain people. You know, I'm a big I'm characters, but certain people, their character is actually in the ring. Um, and I think Apollo is so good as a character. They can tell stories in his matches. Um, and there's, and, and sometimes the character is the silent assassin type of person. The person who doesn't need to say much, but impresses people, uh, without having a lot of mic work. So, man, give him a chance, give Apollo a chance, man. And it's sad that WWE is just, poorly using them it's 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 terrible no i agree uh apollo cruz looks like your black uncle just not everybody got an uncle or somebody in the family that's like a former bodybuilder yeah. you know uncle yeah. or, you know this nice looking dude that smiles all the time but he he he's a good he's a good hand he's just in wwe is the land of the giants and uh i mean and he, he just give him a title shot, man. Give him something. He's just being yes. wasted, so he needs to go to. Uh, I think Vince don't decide to be uh, decide to be better and hold him for ten months. Now be the perfect time. He'll do great at AEW. He'll do great in all H even Impact. Yeah. Uh, people forget. Look at Mac. Look at McIntyre. McIntyre's big, but it really took McIntyre like that Impact run really mm. pushed him. Yep. You know, before he went back to, um, and this show was the last show, you literally interviewed McIntyre the week of when he debuted at NXT. Yep. You know, right, right before, before he NXT went back debut. to the, yep. yeah, yep. so that's all he needs. Yeah, I, um, see, and I, this is what I would like, actually. I would like, now, if you turn him heel, and you know, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a big fan of, like, just turn him heel. Like, I'm not, I don't like that. But if and I don't like the Sami Zayn Shinsuke uh, pairing, I, I, it's not clicking with me. But this is one. This is a pairing that I would like. This would be an NXT pairing that I would like. Now Sami teases a um, Sami teases a team to to debut in NXT uh, to um, to go against the Street Profits or whoever is going to have the title. 
and Sami Zayn, or you don't, he didn't have to debut, he didn't have to tease it. Sami Zayn just goes on the first uh, uh, NXT episode, uh, the day of, surprises everybody, and teases a team on the episode, the same day of the episode, and then you have like the the main event probably be Street Profits defeating the Undisputed Era, era you know, to retain the tag titles or something like that, and then boom, you have Lashley and Apollo Cruz just take them out. And uh, there's your new Hill Tag Team, Lashley and Apollo Crews, managed by Sami Zayn. Of course, Sami Zayn could be a good mouthpiece for both Lashley and uh, Apollo Crews because both of them need a mouthpiece. And I think him, I I like Sam in this manager role too um, because, you know, they're not going to do a thing with them. They're just going to have him job out. So I like him in a more of a manager mouthpiece role. So I think that that would be absolutely amazing if you have Sami Zayn uh, manage uh, the team of Apollo and uh, Bobby Lashley as a team and they go against uh, and they go against uh, uh, Street Profits. Although I like the Street Profits a lot though, but um, but yeah, I think that would be a good way to do it. Alright, uh, so real quick uh, AEW, so Dave Melcher said that um, AEW aren't working with New Japan right now. Uh, and so, of course, you have your normals, uh, Jericho's, your uh, Moxley's, but uh, but uh, he actually said um, he actually uh, tweeted that uh, other you know other people aren't working with uh, with New Japan right now. So um, I don't know. I, I I think I understand because they want to have that feel of having a a big a big feel um, as far as being like a legit number two competitor. Um, but a partnership with, to me, just their, their roster isn't strong enough to me. Uh, the question was asking, are, are uh, AEW okay to allow their wrestlers to work with New Japan and the U.S. if there was a deal made between the two companies or is that a sticking point between the two? And Meltzer said not at the present time. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of, of them not working together, but I do get it, though. I do get it that AEW wants to have that legit number two feel. But at the same time, it's like I just don't see a strong enough roster to really hang, you know, as a legit number two kind of mega empire type of feel to them. They still have a lot of indie gimmicky talent that's good for you know a, a period of time but i don't know I, i'm personally i'm just not so yet uh, as far as just their talent roster um and i and i hope that's uh, and i think that a partnership with new japan would be awesome but like i said i can see why they're not doing it because of their tnt deal and, and, and their their quest to have like a big a big feel so um all right uh yeah uh, real quick, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Evan. And while Evan's talking, real quick, yeah. guys, uh, give me your uh, Raw and SmackDown, uh, Smack SmackDown grades uh, as Evan's talking. No, I'll just say I, I agree with you. Um, you said uh, uh, Lashley and Apollo Cruz will be great. Uh, AEW now working with New Japan. I mean, New Japan already has a deal with RH. So, and, yeah. and I feel AEW will be great. Remember. 
AEW never said it was trying to compete with WWE. All they set up their mouth is they wanted to be the ultimate. We had the press releases. We heard Daddy Khan. We called him Shao Khan. We didn't hear Shao Khan mention it. We didn't hear Khan Jr. Tony mention it. The the Bucks, all of them. So I'm with you, Chris. I I love AEW. We had friends that weren't there. Uh, And uh, I got a buddy who's who's going to be, I think, a referee there. Not gonna mention his name because I don't know if he wants to like public, public. He's out there. I don't want to say his name just yet. Um, we hope it goes well, but they they don't have the roster yet. Mm-hmm. It takes time, but they definitely have the talent, and I can't wait. But we're going to be on overload. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Definitely. Was it third? Was it third? <laughs> was it? Was it? When fall hit and and, and AEW debuts the day after my birthday, wow. the second. Yeah. By that time. I was it thirteen hours of wrestling a week? Sixteen. That's crazy. I mean, Raw, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, um, NXT, Ring of Honor, uh, NWA. Mm-hmm. Uh, MOW's trying to get a deal. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a lot. Yep. Uh. GHP, so I don't believe that they want to surprise WWE. They're just eating humble pie right now. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. All right, so we got a roll, guys. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, all right, so real quick, SmackDown grades. Um, let's see. I think there was a. Express Zaro's coming out. Uh, NXT UK and Triple H allow the main roster guys to have freedom. Uh, so Zaro to NXT UK would be very very interesting. I'm, uh, I I I yeah I, 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 I would be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> they blocked you. Uh, you got hidden because of the hashtag. So, uh, but I I I, uh, I released that. <clears throat> um, all right, so we got a we got a roll, guys. We only got a couple minutes. I do got it. I'm gonna give you a trivia real quick. Uh, who did Hulk Hogan compete against at WrestleMania 2? All right, C and D for GHP. Uh, um, B and B for Brandon. SmackDown C. Uh, Raw B for, for Michael. Eli, uh, Raw 5, SmackDown 7. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, just uh, C minus for Raw. It was it was just a bland show for me, and so was uh, SmackDown. It was like a, a C, a C minus for both. Uh, probably C, uh, solid C for, for, for SmackDown. I like the Orton thing, but I didn't like the fact there were physicality. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I see incorrect answers uh, so far with that. All right, so we got a couple minutes, so we got to zoom. Let's do the flavor of the week real quick. It is now time for the flavor of the week. King Kong Bunny, good job, Brady. All right, we got a couple minutes, Evan, uh, like a minute and a half. So uh, give me your top five real quick. All right, top five, Billy Gunn. This is a joke. Let's pick around. Uh, the worst game ring ever. Number five, King Regal. Number four, King Mabel. Number three, King Bird. I got some bad news for you, which is great. Number two, of course, the King of Hearts, Owen Hart. And number one, the best King gimmick of all time. A shout out to um, the great Harley Race Audible Mention. I interviewed him. God rest your soul. But the great King Booker. <laughs> In the court. 
number five is King Mabel for me. Number four is uh, King Harley Race. Uh, number three is Owen Hart, the King of Hearts. Number two is the Macho King, Randy Savage. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Nine. number one is. Uh, of course, Second. I love uh, number one. You gotta love it. Uh, Booker T. King. Booker. So. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Booker. The grace. There's the grace. He said he actually uh, pulled a lot from uh, Randy Savage. Uh, Damn, they're doing some chicken sandwich. Randy Savage won the uh, King of the Ring in 1987. Uh, <clears throat> all right. 60. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wow, wow. What a wonderful, wonderful show tonight. Uh, again, uh, uh, this, this will be it for me at Wrestling Inc. as far as the platform is concerned. It's been a good ride. I've had a fun time. Uh, the show must go on to another uh, another station, another another channel. Uh, follow me at Chris Prolific for all the wonderful details that that uh, entails. Uh, we will be back uh, next week on the Craig Wrestling Channel. Uh, back here, back same time, same channel, same everything. So uh, nothing's going to change in that regard. So we're going to have a lot of fun with the PMP Nation. So, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Evan Tech Pro under Matt Radio, it's time to land the plane. Uh, 387 episodes of books. I am Chris Featherstone. Until next week, always remember, enjoy where you're watching. God bless. And remember, I do it for you. God bless. Bye bye. Good, everybody.